welcome to the Gridiron Show in association with Touchdown Trips, getting you in the game and our week six preview show coming up. We're going to be speaking with the Jacksonville Jaguars guard, AJ Can. We're going to be speaking with defensive lineman from the Denver Broncos, Adam Gotsis, and proud Aussie at that. We're getting into all of the week six games and looking back on Thursday night football. I'm not going to lie, it all gets a bit weird by the end of this show. Uh, all that's still to come. Let's During the Cheltenham Festival, Betway are giving you the chance to win £50,000 in the free-to-play for-to-win game. Head to betway.com to play now. Up next, more horses. Horse, horse, horse. Horse, horse, horse. Horse, horse, horse. Full-time supply, 18 plus only, begambleaware.org. Start off with Thursday Night Football. This is The Gridiron Show. Alive on a fourth and one from the 48. Eagles trying to end the game right here. Shotgun. Newton in the pocket. Newton throws over the middle. It's hauled in by McCaffrey. The Eagles claim it's incomplete. And the officials agree. Carolina turns it over on downs. Philadelphia takes over. A huge road win and a major statement. So two NFC contenders went head-to-head at Bank of America Stadium last night. The Philadelphia Eagles narrowly prevailing 28-23 over the Carolina Panthers. They moved to 5-1 and one in the NFC East. And we'll get into the impact in that division of Zeke Elliott's suspension shortly. But Carolina had their chances late on here, with Cam Newton noticeably bothered by something following an acrobatic touchdown attempt on the third from last drive. They had a drive with just five minutes to go. The quarterback missed on multiple deep passes, nearly picked up by Razul Douglas, the excellent third-year rookie playing at corner for the Eagles. He looked excellent all night long and nearly picked off Cam Newton on a number of occasions. Then did toss an interception to Jalen Mills on a horrendous overthrow of Kelvin Benjamin. Philadelphia then managed the clock terribly, and Carolina had another opportunity, but neglected to run the ball on third and short near midfield, despite the fact that Christian McCaffrey had had a brilliant first down on the previous drive. Uh, his third down pass was deflected and on the fourth he looked to Christian McCaffrey over the middle it was just uh, the Panthers offense became horrendously one dimensional they didn't run the ball well at all and it's starting to become a genuine concern Um, Carson Wentz looked really solid Uh, he hit uh, Zach Ertz for two touchdowns and, and one for Nelson Aguilar for a long one. Uh, the Zach Ertz uh, touchdown, but, uh, the one that came off short field right at the start of the second half looked like it was going to be a complete game breaker and it's kind of amazing that the uh, that the Panthers were allowed back into it after Cam Newton threw a pick near his own goal line, admittedly in and out of the hands of Jonathan Stewart, not necessarily his fault, good diving catch, but if you give Carson Wentz and this quite varied multi Eagles offense that short field they should be coming up with points um, Fletcher Cox was amazing uh, coming into the game questionable uh, two quarterback hits half a sack uh, he really uh, just absolutely took control of that Eagles line and and uh, of that um, sorry, he took control of that Panthers line. He was absolutely brilliant. And and saying that, you know, Carson Wentz was solid, but with Lane Johnson out at right tackle, Julius Peppers smashed him early on and forced a fumble for a turnover. And they had a lot of 
go on the right-hand side of that line. But the Eagles made some adjustments, and they managed to kind of negate that, get the ball out quicker. It was it was really, really impressive stuff. And then there's LeGarrette Blunt. Um, he probably... Kenyon Barner they tried to get involved in the game, which I was slightly surprised by. But LeGarrette Blunt's been brilliant, and they should be getting him the ball a lot more often. Um the one other concern for the Panthers, other than dropping to four and two in a division that's looking like it's going to be tight, is Luke Keekley uh, went out with a concussion. Uh, this third in as many years, and last year he missed a number of games with it. Uh, an awkward block late in the second quarter, immediately placed in the concussion protocol and ruled out of the game coming out in the second half. So, yeah, there are things to be concerned for for the Panthers. I still think they've got a good enough defence and a good enough varied offence overall, but they need to get running the ball soon. Otherwise, they might end up struggling down the stretch. Right, let's go back to me and the guys and preview week six. Right, that was the Thursday night football review then. Eagles, Panthers, I'm assuming a big Panthers win because that's what we all went for on the gridiron-magazine.com predictor page. Uh, welcome to the bulk of the Gridiron Show in association with Touchdown Trips, getting you in the game. Uh, Matt Sherry, Ollie Hunter, both on the line with us to look forward to the weekend's games. How are we doing, boys? Very nice to be here for the bulk, as you described it, Will. I don't understand, well, Will, how you sound... As though it's the morning, and you sound knackered, but we're actually recording this at 10 to 11 on Thursday night. It sounds like you've stayed up already all night, if that makes sense. I don't know. I'm, it's because I'm just trying to be quiet so as not to wake my wife up, who has to be up for work in, like, six hours' time or whatever it is to, to go to her day job. Sure. Around about the time sure. I'll be going to bed, having recorded the Thursday night football review and put this podcast out into the world. All right, sorry. I've just... I've got to be a good husband. I'm also being extremely quiet because I've got a wife and a ten and a half month old child upstairs. So it's going to be the it's going to be the rein yourself in podcast. I think. <laughs> when do you stop? When do you stop saying about half months? When it's is a really, it it's, do you know? It's, it's a really good question, isn't it? That's a so, question. Yeah. He's, he's a year old. November the thirtieth. Making a note. So he is literally pretty much bang on ten and a half at the moment. So I'm sticking with that. But I, I, if I say eleven months, then I'm wrong. And if I say ten, it's, I'm wrong. But it's like when people say, like when they get to like the twenty month mark, and they're like, "Oh, it's twenty months." I'm like, "You just mean like one and a half? Come on, we don't need oh, you." Eighteen months, oh, surely that is. I, I, I think I think one is the. I think you might be right on eighteen months, Ali. Eighteen months. That's the that must be the cut. That's the point. cutoff, isn't it? No one says nineteen months. Yeah, because once, once it's 21 months... Yeah. Oh, once well, it's 20 months, it's nearly two, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. you definitely get some assholes who go 20 months, 21 months, oh, stuff like that. Oh, come on, Yeah, I won't be that guy. And if That's... I am, you can play this back to me in a year's time. <laughs> Don't worry, I will do. Uh, right, there are four teams on bye week this week. Buffalo, Cincinnati, Seattle. Nothing to talk about there. Nothing to see here. Let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys. because the lengthy... teams. Oh, OK, four yeah. teams. OK, sorry, sorry. The Cowboys being the fourth team, yeah. because the bye week couldn't fall at a better time for them as the lengthy court battle between the NFL and Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott turned in favour of the league today. Literally within the last hour, the Fifth Circuit U.S. Court of Appeals uh, is uh, in, in New Orleans vacated Elliott's primary injunction, all but restoring his six-game pers- suspension after the Cowboys' current bye week. Uh, the U.S. District Court in the Eastern District of Texas ruled in September the NFL did not give Elliott a fair hearing for his suspension 
decision, but this will now head to the southern court in New York, the southern court in New York State, which, by the way, is the one that ruled in the NFL's favour in Deflategate, and it's the place the NFL wanted this to happen. Just so you know, what the court have ruled is that the NFLPA's lawsuit on behalf of Elliot was premature and claimed the procedures provided for in the CBA were not yet exhausted. That's their reasons. They've not necessarily said that they rule against Elliot in terms of they believe that the evidence shows that they were right to suspend him, but that they hadn't gone through the due process necessary in order to get to the point where they needed to file a lawsuit. The NFLPA may have shot themselves in the foot a little bit by the sounds of it. That's a good summarisation. I don't think we need to talk about the ins and outs of US courts. We, I don't we know him. Just don't know him. So why... We just spent too much yeah. time on NFL podcast talking about this nonsense, don't we? Like, it... The whole he's, thing comes down to the fact that it is ludicrous if he's not going to be convicted by a criminal justice system that the NFL just takes the law in their own hands. But it is what it is, isn't it? So the run of six games that he would miss if uh, it was to be upheld, as as is now, um, in San Francisco off the bye week, then in Washington, home to KC, at the Falcons, the game we're at, home to the Eagles and then in LA to face the Chargers it's a pretty tough run of games to be missing your probably most essential offensive piece I don't think he's the most essential is he I think Dak is, has overtaken him in those stakes I think I, I think everybody underestimates just how ridiculously good Dak Prescott has been and Sunday he was again I think they're going to overcome it but the problem is overcoming it within such a tough stretch of games I mean if they get out of that 3-3 three and three and get him back do they have a chance at the playoffs then? Probably not. Probably need to win four games. So it's looking tough for them. We asked the question on the Gridiron Twitter account. If he misses that run of games, do you think they can make the playoffs? And last I checked, and I am checking again now, but last I checked, it was, yeah, it's now 83% of you saying no, they won't make the playoffs if Zeke's ban is upheld. So people think I it's pretty vital. You voted yes as well. So it's probably more like 85%. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and because it's your vote, it's more like 90% because you're so yeah. important. True. <laughs> uh, uh, Ollie has said nothing on this. Any I, thoughts? I'd just, I'd just leave it to you guys. I don't think there's anything else to say. I think the Cowboys uh, will be far too far behind. But you never know what what can happen. McFadden and Morris sharing the load, I guess. And um, they there's... They both have had flashes in their past career, in the, in the, the past in their career, but not for three or four seasons. So we'll see. Right. We I really, really like talk? Alfred Morris. I really don't like Alfred Morris. Oh, I, really I like Alfred good, Morris. Good so, guy. Well, yeah. great guy. Oh, he might be a great guy. He might be absolutely delightful, but as a running back, I don't particularly rate him. He's solid. We've got um, two interviews I've done today. It's 83% do use, now. Do, do we want to use them in the podcast? was 83% before, mate. <laughs> oh. um, I spoke with Jaguars guard AJ Can uh, about Leonard Fournette and about being on that line and about whether Blake Bortles was actually happy only throwing the ball 14 times in a game. And I spoke with um, Adam Gotsis, the Aussie defensive lineman who has seen the biggest upswing in his play from last season to this, uh, starting on that line for the Denver Broncos. So we'll have those coming up for you as well later. All right, that sounds great. Well done, mate. 
no worries <laughs> i like to make sure that we're providing all the content in this talk sport sponsored podcast it's a shame actually we <laughs> didn't get simon clancy on because uh, we were going to talk about and promote bbc because the five live documentary oh, it was great. taking a knee was uh, was excellent i was slightly frustrated with the newsnight piece which richard conway did the piece itself was excellent um the interview afterwards with the trump supporting tv evangelist pastor which they cut off just as he was about to say something interesting because they were running out of time mm. was incredibly frustrating because he'd said nothing of any interest for the first four minutes of the interview and then she literally cut him off mid-sentence as he was just saying something interesting so poor really them. poor really useful no, Thanks, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was really put together. Actually, I didn't think there was enough Clancy. Um, I, I know he doesn't I listen. I feel back. that about my day-to-day life, though. <laughs> yeah, me too. I know he doesn't listen back, which is sad. But, uh, Clancy, if you are, we need more of you, man. Even on the BBC. We need more. Shall we talk about the games? Yeah. Uh, is is Sherry the, gone? I, I really don't know. It's just disappeared off eating his smoked salmon sandwich or something still here guys. oh he's still there great great <laughs> maybe put it on mute to stop uh, avoiding I, I the Darth Vader comparisons oh great work Sherry great work <laughs> I'm a big fan of that well done mate uh, right let's let's pick out some of the six o'clock kickoffs that we're big fans of and I'm going to start at US Bank Stadium the home of this year's Super Bowl where the Green Bay Packers at four and one travel in to face the Minnesota Vikings and Sam Bradford did not practice today so it's looking like Case Keenum will be back under centre if you saw Monday Night Football that's very much the right decision unless Sam Bradford's had a big uptick in the health of his knee in the last four days um, but the question is can that Vikings defence which has been so dominant over the past year and a half and looking probably better than it has ever before Everson Griffiths and Daniel Hunter have been amazing this year Anthony Barr's taken a step up but can they stop Aaron Rodgers and Messrs Jones behind him in the backfield from rolling up on them and getting all the points. I think they can stop them, but the issue is that there's not going to be a whole lot of points answering the points that they'll inevitably put up. They will put some points up. I think they can keep them under 23, which with Sam Bradford playing and being at home, I think would have been enough to win the game, but I just don't think anybody can see can see Case Keenan beating that total and that's the the sad reality this is going to be a really really what could have been seasons for, for the Vikings I think did you see did you see Case Keenan did you see Monday Night Football yet I did but Case Keenan was good in the second half he was and he was it's really good Bears. against Tampa Bay as well and I, I think Case Keenum's one of the better backup quarterbacks in the league but we're talking about a team that we thought could go against the really elite teams in the NFL and I'm not sure that you're going to be able to do that with Case Keenum and, and I hope to be proven wrong on Sunday, but I don't think I will be. I think my feeling is if this is in Lambeau Field, I'd be calling this a, a home win every single day of the week. But because it's in Minnesota, that's just given me a bit of pause for thought. I think uh, what happened last season with Green Bay opening the stadium for Minnesota and obviously losing, it was Bradford's first game. Everything was on the on the upturn for the Vikings. It was part of, I think it was the second game in their 5-0 and start. Uh, it's it's almost the reverse this time. Um, Minnesota are bashed and banged up. There's no Dalvin Cook. Green Bay are really on the upswing with that incredible result in in Dallas. They've got Mike Daniels back. Ty Montgomery is going to be back. I think actually him and Aaron Jones will probably split the the load run, rushing wise. Um, 
uh, Rogers I wouldn't give it back to Ty Montgomery. I don't well, see no, why I'm, Aaron I'm Jones has been the better running back this season. I'm with you. I wouldn't give it back. But Green Bay are extremely loyal, and they've shown that in the amount of touches that they gave Ty Montgomery before he went out injured, that they were convinced and, and trying to convince probably most of most of all themselves that he was a running back, despite the number on his back. But... Uh, with Rodgers playing the way he is, even against that stellar defense in Minnesota, I think it's probably a two-touchdown win for the Packers, and that's only because they'll let the the Vikings come back in in in, in gunk time. So I'm, I'm going I'm going Packers, but uh, again, yeah, I'm I'm pretty confident about it. And I, I, would, I mean, I wouldn't go that far because I think the Vikings' defense will, will slow Green Bay's offense down and. Green Bay, for, for as good as Rodgers has, has looked largely this season, or certainly in the last couple of games, they, they, they don't put 40 points on teams very often in the way that you think that they should. And, and I just think that defence is, is the best in the NFL and they'll they'll give anybody trouble. But for me, the, the concern is whether they can move the ball themselves. And it's it's basically a must-win game for Minnesota because I think the Detroit game the loss was in Minnesota as well. So... If you have losses at home to Minnesota and Green Bay on the schedule this early, it's it's basically ruining your aspirations for the whole season. Let's move on and talk about a huge battle, a divisional battle for dominance of the AFC East. The New England Patriots heading into East Rutherford to take on the New York Jets, both sat at the 3-2. and two. Uh, it's, it's weird our preview podcasts have taken a little bit of a betting slant recently, but I always find the lines really interesting. And the Jet, the Patriots fancy by nine and a half points in. I fully expect the Patriots to go and beat the Jets. But considering how good the Jets have been and winning three in a row, maybe a little bit disrespectful that it's the heaviest line of the week at home. I think they'll better that by at least five points. I mean, I'd, and that's not... Period's bravado because I think the last two weeks I've not been anywhere near his confidence. I, I just think the Jets were terrible last week against the Browns. I think this is where they come back down to earth. The Patriots have had ten days rest. I, th- I think they'll have sorted a lot of things out in that in that period. I think this is a real bounce back performance for the Patriots of the win by at least fourteen. I think the problem think- is that Bilal Powell, Mo Wilkinson both didn't practice today. Matt Forte, as bad as he's been, is, was limited. So. Um, Rushing wise, there's not much going I like, on. I like a little bit of Elijah Maguire. I think what we've seen of him, he's looked quite interesting. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, you take away the big 69 yard run, he's not averaging that great three and three, just under four yards per carry. But I, I get your point, but I kind of lean towards Sherry here where. The Patriots, they've got that e- even longer to scheme, and that's what Belichick loves to do, is, is game plan specific, specific, specifically for that game. It's the Jets, a team he knows very, very well. I, yeah, I think, I, I'm, with, I'm with Sherry, I think it's an even larger line than that 9.5. The, the thing as well with the Patriots, that a lot of people are forgetting at this point, is they are still that team who we all thought was going to be amazing coming into the season. They're not as good as we thought they were going to be. I think there's some areas of weakness that have been uncovered. But ultimately, they're still absolutely loaded on both sides of the ball. If they stop the defensive breakdowns, that the defence will get better every week. The offence has been largely great. So I, 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 can, I think it's the point of the season now where the period start to round into shape. And it needs to be because they've got... The, the Falcons, the game after this one, they've got Denver fairly soon after that when we're obviously on the tour. So they've got a lot of tough games coming up. So this is the kind of game where they need to have a get healthy game. Uh, so that's 
both all of us taking the away team for two straight games. Anyone taking the Saints when the Detroit Lions head to the Mercedes-Benz Superdome? I am. On the subjective lines, have you seen this line, Will? Baton line? New Orleans, four and a half. I, I got it at six earlier on. Oh, really? I've got it four and a half here, but even so. Four and a half that's here, a, yeah. Disrespectful again to the Lions. Is, 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 there, is there anybody who thinks that the Lions aren't going to win this game? Yeah, me. Oh, here we go. Yeah. I'm convinced the Lions will win. I can't, I can't believe that the Saints are favoured. Saints have had a week off. Um, they've got rid of, obviously, one of the d- most disruptive people in their locker room in Adrian Peterson. So you've got Ingram and Kamara now can totally focus on what they're doing. Brees has still looked brilliant this so far this season. I know that defence is really shoddy, but I think when you stack it up, the uh, the Saints' offense is far better, I think, than the Lions' offense, who were poor last week, and but but still got within a third down conversion of probably winning the game. Don't care. Yeah, the, Li- the Lions <laughs> the Lions have lost the last two weeks to two teams that I would put in the top four in the NFC right now in Atlanta and Carolina, and, and, and they basically won points. against Atlanta. As yeah. Well. So they've lost those two games by a combined seven points. And yes, there was some fourth quarter garbage time from Matt Stafford. But, you know, that's what Matt Stafford does is make big comebacks in the fourth quarter. I still like Stafford a lot. I think their line still massively improved this year. Amir Abdullah started going recently. The defense is playing really great. And yeah, I fancy the Lions to go in there and do the Saints as well. I mean, the the Saints are a weird one. But in four games, they've had one really good performance and three terrible ones. I mean... I don't want to go back to the to the um, team of podcast listeners, but I think we could have given the Dolphins the game at Wembley. And the Saints weren't that impressive in beating. No. Uh, perhaps, perhaps, but they've had a week off to, yeah, to rectify all of that. I just, I, for some reason, going into into that dome, I, I've got the Saints. That that's I've got, Sometimes you just got to go with your gut. And I'm going I'm with it, pre- even though my guts pre- are a bit dodgy at the moment. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to tell us that story, or is that one to avoid for now? Uh, all I can say, a bit of office gossip, and it wasn't me, but th- have, you heard of, have you heard about uh, Trap One? Oh, Trap One. I wouldn't go in Trap One for a, for a wee while. Uh, on, the, on the second <laughs> on floor. On the second floor. I, I saw there was a very catty email from so, the front desk. So, uh, someone... Maybe for the third time in a, in as many weeks has left it. Uh, I mean, one of the worst things you'll ever see. Someone's left it. They've whittled the down. The plumbing in that building is a oh, it's stress, a it's a way. it's a joke. But they've whittled it down to four people who are the prime suspects. They've worked out the time <laughs> that that it was done. <laughs> Please tell me there's some kind of uh, like board up with bits of string linking between various clues and like we don't know who it is they're not they're not divulging but they've looked at the at uh, the cctv <laughs> to find out who is consistently leaving the loo in this horrendous state and a couple of guys had put up hazardous signs and do not enter enter at your own peril signs and uh, they've been taken into the head honcho's office um so it's it's all quite well, funny. the people who put put up the signs are, are they in trouble? Well, they got it in a little bit of trouble, but I don't think they're on the shortlist for who has been destroying, honestly, destroying the toilet. Imagine little Brady's worst nappies, and then multiply that by about seven. It's like that scene out of uh, oh, Transparent. Oh, but <laughs> it's like it's like that uh, direct message that we once got. In the person. Oh, let's let's not get into that. Let's not get That's a bad thing. We don't talk about that bad thing. 
Right, um, four more, four more six o'clock kickoffs. Let's uh, bowl through them and get to a couple of interviews because I don't want to talk anymore about the trap one. Please. Sorry, sorry, guys. Um, Bring some uh, trap two banner next time, Ollie. Yeah, uh, yeah. You want to talk about hefty lines? This one, probably more sensibly, Atlanta eleven and a half favourites uh, at home to the Dolphins. Offer by week. Uh, is there anyone who thinks Jay Cutler can win? No, not even Jay Cutler uh, thinks Jay Cutler can win. Just, not even Christian Cavallari thinks Jay Cutler can win. Who? Just keeping on pace with one touchdown pass a game would be impressive, wouldn't it? Guess who's uh, guess who's back off injury, back practicing today as well. Julio. I thought you were going to say who then. I'm like, it's quite, probably quite obvious, mate. Come on. Um, so, yeah, the Falcons getting Julio Jones back off the bye week. Uh, they, I mean, they've not really reached the levels of last year, though, but I never expected them to do so on offense. But, you know, it's the same thing. If you need to get healthy game, probably want to go up against these Dolphins right now. That yeah, secondary good... is dreadful. Do, do you not think, for me, from Atlanta's perspective, the real positive is they've kind of had a Super Bowl hangover in most of the games I've seen, but they're like, the three and one, so that's that's a decent hangover to have. They're going to go to four and one heading into that game in Foxborough, so that, that's going to be one to look forward to. I think if you'd asked Falcons fans beforehand that going coming off their bye week they'd be 3 and 1 or going into the bye week they'd be 3 and 1 they would have bitten your hand off so they they would have shaken out all of those cobwebs all of that rust throughout the bye week and you'd expect them to come into this game against Miami a Miami team who haven't looked good on either side of the ball and just I think they'll blow them away it could be a a, a cricket score I really do by the way do you know what we didn't talk about on the last show because there was so much news to talk about from the weekend go on old Chris Forster. Oh, Jesus. We never even got into that. I mean, amazing. This what is, the hell? Did you, did yeah. you? He was earning between two and three million dollars a year. Amazing. Absolutely incredible. Uh, so, yeah, I, the, the Dolphins, I mean, maybe. Be well, we know where most of it went. Up his yeah, nose. We, we, look, we know that um, add on strippers, apparently. Um, the. Uh, situation in Miami. I think there'll be people who look at us and say, well, hold on, they've just beaten a team that you all fancied before the season in the Tennessee Titans, so why aren't you giving them a bit more respect? They didn't because that beat, team were out uh, on the high castle, were they? Yeah, they didn't beat a Marcus Mariota-led Titans, so they beat a Matt Castle-led <laughs> Titans, so let's move on. I thought um, my high castle pun deserved more praise there. But... I, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. It was great. But, you know. Fun. Laughing might wake my wife up, so I'll just have to leave it to the listeners. Um, <laughs> That's a great reply. That's great. I don't the, think you've ever been funnier. The one, <laughs> the one and four bears who, uh, you know, uh, showed something a little bit on Monday night um, till Mitchell Trubisky managed to throw a horrible game-breaking pick right at the end. They've now got to go up against the Ravens, who themselves got healthy last week. They're now up to three and two, and they're going in to face the Ravens, a Ravens team who are starting to actually get healthy as well as get healthy from a form perspective. But do we think they, you know, they went in and beat a bad Oakland team, or do we th- or are we buying into that Ravens performance last weekend? They're not buying into it at all, but if they get Brandon Williams back, I think they'll win this week fairly handily. It's amazing how much stock we're putting in Brandon Williams, isn't it? We love that guy, don't we? And, yeah. and I mean, just look at the results of when he's been on the field and when he hasn't. I mean, they, they go from having one of the best run defences in the NFL to the worst, to one of the worst. So, uh, they, have, you, have you seen what uh, Brandon Williams has tweeted, by the way? 
Brandon Williams has tweeted soon dot 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 hashtag I will rise with a gif from the film Tombstone. Uh, <laughs> you tell He's them such a hero, isn't he? <laughs> where uh, it's the bit where uh, it's like um, Kurt Russell playing Wyatt Earp screaming. You tell them I'm coming, and hell's coming with me. You hear? And <laughs> do, do, oh, do we? Th- it's a great movie, actually. I really like. I'm just. I'm giving it a retweet right now. That is amazing. Yeah, oh, Given yeah. the Ravens are, are definitely not going to get to the Super Bowl, do we? Do we think we can lure about for some beers in minutes? Hundred percent. I think we can. Is he going to be there? I'm going to drop him a line today. Brandon. Will he be in Minnesota? Let's maybe not say that until we know they're not going to the Super Bowl. No, just say to him, Brandon. I mean, we we both know that you're not going to the Super Bowl (laughs) with your actual team. So I think he'd like us more for that. Maybe. Oh, I don't know, man. I think that's Uh, a very British thing to do. So uh, (laughs) are we all fancying the Ravens? at M- M&T Bank to move to 4-2 and two, which in what has been a pretty garbage AFC North is uh, not a bad return on the first six little, games of the season a little gunky if you ask me no it doesn't work there actually yeah sorry. no get out <laughs> sorry guys what was that Ali yeah I don't know <laughs> you're so much better than that yeah, yeah. and you really have been in recent weeks I know you've been I know. the funny one recently no. you've just let yourself down in a I big way I just wanted to chuck in gunk again and it didn't work uh, the Bears secondary is beatable uh, and so we might just see Joe Flacco going deep and playing a lot of play action again. Alex Collins, who, by the way, go out and search out the video of Alex Collins, who it turns out is a massive fan of Irish folk dancing. What? Exactly. Go and find it. It's really funny. Um, somebody. I wonder if Joe Flacco can go as deep as um, mine and your friend Chris could wanted to in his, in his video. It's a, it's a joke about the Miami Dolphins O-line coach whose surname I can't fully pronounce so. <laughs> it was it's about going deep it was, it was not it's good to see you're listening you're watching the Alex Collins thing this now. Is a, how's Thanks he doing this <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing I'm really glad that you decided to pull that up now look at him uh, so, so he we does Ravens. a high five <laughs> he's, uh, he's got a t-shirt as well Encore Irish Dance Theatre that's incredible. Great work, Alex. Sorry, carry on. Are we all Ravens all round again then? So we've really only around. Yeah. We've only disagreed on one game so far. Um 49ers <laughs> heading into FedEx Field to face Washington. Another slightly disrespectful line, guys. Ten and a half to Washington. Oh, this is this this is where the perfect season comes to an end for the 49ers, isn't it? Other back to opening game. San Francisco have lost the last four games by a combined 11 points. They are the first team to do that since 1975 and only the second team to do it in the Super Bowl era. Lose four consecutive games by three points or less. Isn't it as well uh, two overtimes in a row? Something like that? We've lost a yeah. couple of overtimes yeah. back to back. So, you know, let's let's just say it's the best 0-5 looking that 0-5 has looked in a while. They're going to go to 0-6, though. Oh, clutching you are there, I tell you. Um, <laughs> That's it. It's the, it's the best in the perfect, perfect season outside of week one. Yeah, I'm all for it. Let's go, as long as we go 1-15 and 15 or 2-14, and 14, then I'll be happy. I think it could be nasty this week, though. I really do. I agree. I th- again, I think 11's a bit generous towards uh, San Francisco wow we've only lost 19 of our past 21 road games come on guys I'm so I'm so high on Washington at the moment never thought I'd say that I, they look are, great 
their offensive line by the way uh, it's amazing when you consider that everyone going into the season was like well obviously the best o-line in football is the uh, dallas cowboys they are the third best o-line in the nfc east right now because the eagles has looked great over the past couple of weeks and the, and washington's has been incredible brandon scherf when he came back in at right guard last week um if you go out and watch um jeff swartz if you go on his twitter feed he does like tweets out lots of little videos of the nastiest blocks of the week and brandon scherf had some pool blocks which were just incredible last week and then trent williams nobody gets to the second level as a tackle better than trent williams and that's why they managed to bust off all those runs on yeah. on third down with a third down back in there because he just chris he thompson's just been great leave leave a pass rusher free because you know you're going to have the check down so the pass rusher won't get to kirk cousins in time get to that second level block the linebacker block the safety and he's so nasty that he just plows these guys over nasty. and it's brilliant to watch and that, the 49ers that, that, defense that, have nothing to stop that the, the washington defense has been awesome as well yeah, they're exactly. the best two and two team i've seen in a long time zach brown i really like Everett, Kerrigan. I'm really enjoying them. Really enjoying... Zach Brown, why did it take... If if anybody can remember this, and this was one of the most baffling things to me in free agency this year, it took about a month for somebody to sign him. Just by the the way, Zach Brown, who has been in my IDP fantasy league for ages because he's just a tackle monster. He's awesome though, isn't he? He's so fast. He he is just the modern-day linebacker. I know it was kind of a jolt from nowhere that he was great last season but he's really carried that form into Washington hey guess what guys when you lose your two best defensive players as they have been over the last couple of seasons to season ending injuries what game could you want more than the Cleveland Browns coming to face you at home because that's what's happened to the Houston Texans Good one, mate. Thanks. That's uh, <laughs> good, Ali. It's a real, real story after yeah, that yeah. comment five minutes ago. <laughs> You're back on form, I'm my back. friend. Thanks, guys. Uh, the kind of redemption story, JJ, what was enjoying before last week. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> before he broke his knee. No, leg. But- I got into a really big argument with somebody on Facebook about the idea that they're like, there's no way the Jags could win the AFC South. And they were going, yeah, the Texans did it without JJ Watt last year and they didn't have a quarterback. And I'm like, yes, but they did it without JJ Watt because Whitney Merciless and Jadavian Clowney were absolutely awesome. And Whitney Merciless's role in that defense last year was not talked about enough. He was brilliant. Yeah. And so to lose him on the same day is really painful. I get that they've got an offense now, but yes they're going to go to three and three this week and good for them great but i can't see them being above an eight and eight team right now yeah i heard the criticize it again mike verbal has not done a good job as the defensive coordinator in his first year no i don't we're all taking the texans right (laughs) yeah Yeah, absolutely i'm taking the texans because deshaun watson has been brilliant but i don't think um jadavion clowney has practiced today well, he definitely didn't yesterday. So, uh, it, you know, he could be looking a little iffy. They've brought in a, a, a another defensive lineman over the the last couple of days as well. I forget the name. So there's was it real... Lamar Houston? I know they had him in for a visit, but I don't know if they signed him. Yeah, I can't remember. Who He's he not on the depth. Oh no, he is on the depth chart. Lamar Houston, who actually is a player I, I like a lot. So yeah, he'll I wear mean, fifty. Getting a bit old. I but... mean, his best moment in the NFL was tearing his ACL celebrating a sack, but. <laughs> It is what it is. I wouldn't call it his best moment, but okay. <laughs> it was his funniest moment. It was horrendous. Defensive, um, d- defensive end Ken- Kendall Langford and as well has come in. So, but well, I it ju- just bears casts off. Exactly. Cast-offs. I just um, 
they are banged up and it'll be new players but the Browns are so bad that there's no way that they can't win so they'll probably lose <laughs> right. I, I think that, I think it's a window of opportunity for the Browns I think Jamie Collins is going to be back so they get kind of the two most exciting pieces of that defence on the field for the first time this season and him and Miles Garrett so I think Kevin Hogan at this point is better than Deshaun Kaiser even though I disagree with the bench and so maybe it's a window of opportunity for the Browns Ollie, pop a little time code in. Let's take a little break. And then off, off the back of the break, we're going to hear from AJ Can, and then we'll speak about the late games on Sunday and wrap this thing up. Four days like no other. A festival like no other. For a bookmaker like no other. Bet Fred. Get up to £40 in free bets when you sign up using promo code CHELT40 and stake £10 on any Cheltenham race. Bet Fred at the heart of Cheltenham. 18 plus, new UK customers only. Available from March 6th to March 13th. £30 free bets credited within 10 hours of first bet settlement. Extra £10 free bets credited if first bet loses. Full terms at betfred.com slash promotions. Keep it fun. BeGambleAware.org. So delighted to be joined on the show now by a third-year guard out of South Carolina, a man who's seen this team grow over the past few years and now seen this Jacksonville Jaguars team at 3-2 and two going into week six, the home game with the LA Rams at a chance to go to four and two for the first time in 10 years. AJ Can, thank you for taking the time out to join us. No problem at all, man. I'm glad to be here. What's the mood been like around the camp after that win over the Steelers this weekend? Uh, you know, just uh, a lot of focus and a lot of uh, coaches, you know, making sure we was able to be physical. You know, it was, was going to be a physical game, and that was the, uh, the coaching point this week to be able to come out and, and be more physical than, than, than the opposing team because they know that's how the, that's how the Steelers play, and that was what we were trying to do this past week. Have you personally had a moment to, to enjoy the success so far this season, considering, you know, you're already level on wins with where you are, were at least one of your two seasons there? Well, yeah, you know, uh, after after every win we get, you know, you take a little time, you know, to to enjoy it. But you know, in, in this league, you know, you playing playing so many games, and every game you want to win, it's it's on to the next one. You know, you can only uh, a couple of hours of enjoyment, and then the next week it's time to go back to work. I want to ask you about that O-line room because it was a, a weird off-season for you guys with the the Brandon Albert trade, and he never actually came into the building, and I think. There was a lot of people expecting the line to have some troubles this year because of that, but Cam Robinson comes in, performs from week one, and, and it's fair to say that you guys have been one of the one of the real pluses of this Jags team so far. Um, you know, it's just uh, try, trying to work hard, you know, not just us, but the whole team. We put a lot of work in throughout camp and uh, and uh, this 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 season, you know, we're just trying to continue that, you know, with the with the way we've been doing it, you know, every week we're trying to continue to work hard and, and get better. What has been your impression of Cam Robinson? Uh, just, no, he's a great young kid. Uh, I told somebody the other day, you know, he's a, he's a good player right now. He's going to be a great player one day, I feel like. You know, i got a lot of confidence in him. And uh, he's got a lot of confidence in himself, you know. And that's, and that's the kind of player he is. And that's the kind of, you know, the players that's, that's really, no good in this league, you know. As long as you got a lot of confidence in yourself and you believe that you can do it, you know, he, he's going to be he's gonna be great. It's fair to say, Doug Moran, when he came in, he, he had a real vision of what you guys were going to be this year. A heavy running team, and, and certainly that's the direction it's gone to. Before we get on to Leonard Fournette, and obviously I want to ask about Leonard, what's it been like for you with that switch towards a lot more smash-mouth football, a lot more up-the-gut football, and, and a bit more of a focus on the interior of the line because of it? Well, you, you know, that's what, uh, you know, of course, that's what, that's what a lot of linemen want, you know, just to be able to uh, run the ball and be physical. 
and uh, we did a good job in it during camp this year. You know, that was a real emphasis on on the team, like you said, being being able to be physical, having a great defense, and uh, and being able to run the ball. And we've been doing a great, a good job of it so far this year. And we just we just need to continue, we just need to continue that. So, what about Leonard Fournette? Then the guy is. So physical. I think every game you've started with a big run up the gut to start the game. And, uh, you know, when he's running the ball 14, 15 times in the fourth quarter, I, I, there's not many superlatives left for the young man. Um, he's, a, he's a great running back. Uh, that's, that's, not, that's not enough, you know, I, I can say about the kid, man. He's, he's, he's a great player. You know, he's a physical runner. Like you just said, you know, uh, every, every chance he's getting, he's trying to run over that the, the tackler to, to gain more yards. Man, he's a he's a great player. When you see the him blur past you when you're in the middle of that line and he he comes up on your shoulder, what's it like to see uh, when he gets into that second level? Because he's got some moves as well. He's not just physical. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, as you know, man. When we played the Steelers, man, he took took the ball ninety yards. All I saw was the back of his jersey. He left every <laughs> single play. Every single person on the field, man, that that goes to show you his endurance and uh, him having the ability to, to break away from people when he gets a chance. What did you think of the play last week where Mike Mitchell, who'd been giving him some stick throughout the game, he, he gets up into that second level and, I mean, there's inviting contact and then there's literally waving yeah, a guy towards you. Yes, you know, that's, that's, that's impressive, you know, coming from a rookie who's, who's saying uh, uh, he... Really, really saying he wants it, and uh, he he gave uh, the DB everything he had. What what about for Blake? Because obviously, there's been a lot of talk about him in this off season and, and going into this year. You know, people saying things like they need to hide him and stuff like that. But how does he feel about the fact that he's only throwing the ball fourteen, fifteen times a game? You know, as a as a as a quarterback of the offense, you know, we look at him as one of those leaders, and uh, as long as he, I feel like he's he's happy with the situation as long as he, he's leading the team in the right way and, and managing the game like he, like he needs to. Uh, I, I got all the respect for him in the world. I'm pretty sure he's happy at the rate this team is going as long as we're winning as a team. You know, I think he's, I think he's excited about all of that. I think there's been a lot of talk about your defense, Saxonville. People have been asking whether the defensive backfield need a name because they've been so good this year. Is it, is it time the offense got a little bit more respect? Uh, you know, not not just the offense alone. You know, just just the whole team. We're just trying to trying to build that respect for ourselves throughout the throughout the NFL. You know, uh, not, I know the, the the defense is playing well, and the offense. You know, we're trying to keep it. We're trying to get it, keep it clicking. And uh, you know, we just, like I just said, we just want that that respect. You know, from from everybody in the league. You know, we're still trying to trying to earn, and we're gonna do the best we can. Do the best we can. Just. Every single week, just so they know that we're really trying to be something special this year. Is there any feeling that we saw this past weekend thirty points up on the Steelers, but fourteen of those come off pick sixes? Is, is there any feeling the offense needs to be doing more if you guys are to push for a playoff place this year? You know, of course, there's always more to be done. Of course, you want to get out there and uh, score more points. You know, when the, when the opportunities present themselves, you just got to take advantage of them, and that's what you know. That's what the defense did. You know the. <laughs> That the picks came and they, and they took advantage of them. Like, that's what we did offensively. We tried to take advantage of those of those turnovers. And long long as we get, long as we keep playing great defense and you know, and physically run the ball, run the ball where we can. I feel like if we continue to do that, we'd be fine. Now, AJ, obviously you're, you're a football player. You're, you're living in Florida. There are a lot of reasons to be jealous of your lifestyle. 
But I've got to say, this week, I w- there's a lot of people in the league that I'd rather be, considering that your task this weekend is going to be stopping Aaron Donald and the rest of that Rams defensive line. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of... Uh, you just said it, you know, but uh, Aaron Donald's one of the... It's not the best, one of the best in the league at his position. You know, their whole front seven has a lot of a lot of talented players. And, uh, you know, we we got our hands full, but I best believe we're going to be prepared. We're going to... Uh, Go out there and we're gonna go out there and do and do what we gotta do to help to help the team come out with a win. F- final question from me, AJ. Just uh, you, this is the first time you've really been in this position five six games into the season, where people are now talking about you about as potential AFC South champions, potential playoff team. Uh, is that noise getting into the locker room at all? Are you looking at the fact that the Texans and Titans are both struggling? Is there any kind of just little one glance to the side thinking about what you could achieve this year? You know, we hear a lot of a lot of buzz going on each and every day, all year round. You know, as a team, I don't think we pay any attention. I mean, of, of course we know what's what's going on, and I feel like the whole team feels like we, we have a chance. And I know we have a chance as long as we keep doing what we're doing, but... At the end of the day, we're here to work, and we're here to to make sure people know that we are here. So that that's not a doubt in my mind that we all want to achieve these goals. But the the buzz is going on. We're not paying no mind. We're just trying to put our head down and go to work. AJ, I know that most of, if not all, of London are behind you this weekend. Have a good game against the Rams. Hopefully, coming out four and two. Thank you so much for having me, man. You're welcome. AJ Can, Jags offensive lineman uh, with that game, Rams, Jags, is live on Talk Sport this Sunday at 9 o'clock on the big station. Can we just stop? Uh, whoa, 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 uh, man. Jags moving up That's in the out world. of order. You're out of order. We can't mention Talk Sport. <laughs> we gave the BBC some love earlier. Even though we're all going to be together at 5, a- at 5 p.m. on Sundays, we, you know, on Talk Sport, going red zone on the radio, we can't mention Talk Sport, all right? The Gridiron, the gridiron Talk Sport 2 Takeover. Live. Talk Sport 2 Takeover, yeah, yeah. But we can't mention it. We're not, uh, we, we, you know, we do this out of the love. Don't we? So, great game. Rams at Jags. Who would have thought it? Really excited about this one. Imagine if you'd have said that two years ago. <laughs> Imagine if you'd said that three months ago. God, it's insane how things change, isn't it? Because I think to me the intriguing element is can Jacksonville for the first time this season put two good performances together on the bounce? And I think they're going to need to because the Los Angeles Rams are a, are a very well-coached, good football team. They're a very well-coached football team and they've got a really interesting offence. I think what's going to be interesting is they're going up against the best-performing secondary in the league right now. You've got the the starting two cornerbacks, the two highest-rated by Pro Football Focus and probably the two best looking at the moment in Jalen Ramsey and AJ Bouye. But actually, Aaron Colvin in the slot was brilliant last weekend against the Steelers. So they've got a three that on paper might not match up to Denver but in performance definitely does where where Um, they do beat Denver for me is Barry Church is one of the most underrated players in the league so they've got him kind of mopping it up at safety as well Barry Church was brilliant again last weekend you've got two very quick linebackers um, in Miles Jack and in uh, Telvin Smith I love Telvin Smith do a lot in coverage I think their problem is is that if they focus too much on taking all three of those receivers out of the game, then Todd Gurley could have himself a bit of a day because we saw that against the Jets that they focus on the pass game too much and they don't leave a third linebacker in too much nickel play and suddenly the big run plays are there and Todd Gurley's looked awesome this year. So that's my concern for the Jags. But if they can find a way to stop Todd Gurley without having to 
compromise their defensive backfield at the same time, then I, I'm going to take the Jags this weekend. It's a first down game, isn't it, for, for the Jaguars? They need to get them into second and nine, second and eights, and then force them to throw the ball. I think that's where the game's won and lost. If if the Rams are consistently getting four four or five yards on, on first down, then I think they win the game. But I think that will be the key to the game. Down and distance. All about getting on timing and on rhythm for the Rams, which actually is what Sean McVay is very, very good at when it comes up to drawing comes up to drawing plays. Um and then obviously on the other side you're gonna have Leonard Fournette who's been running like an absolute monster, but going up against it's actually a run defence which hasn't been that impressive on paper, uh, on like stats wise, but actually when you consider who makes up that front you can imagine them giving him some real trouble to the rookie. Who by the way, did you see Leonard Fournette? already has a piece in the Hall of Fame. What? Youngest ever rookie to score a touchdown of 90 yards or more. So that his game jersey from last weekend is in Canton. Wow. Sensational. It arrived, it arrived there today. That's great. The big advantage for the for the Rams' defence, obviously, are very talented and they will come together at some point this season. But they can just put 11 men in the box as well, can't they? Because there's no way that Jacksonville are going to attempt to throw the ball, so... All that play uh, action they did at Wembley. I'm, I'm going to take the Jags. Okay, I'm going to back my boys. I'm going to go off the Rams. Look at you. You have to, you, classic talk sport presenters. Oh, we have the games every Sunday, so we'll pick them. God, what has this show become? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I've been backing the I've been backing the Jags for the last three years whilst they've been terrible. You've got to let me back them while they yeah, could. That's true. That's <laughs> true. I, I think they have another one of those dreadful performances after a good one and the Rams win handily and they're crap at home aren't they unless it's Wembley they're crap at home so I'm going the Rams beautiful Bucks cards just the Bucks and let's move on because the Cardinals are a shambles isn't it so so upsetting that they're a shambles though I I, I don't know is it just me that that's I love the Cardinals, and I love David the, the, Johnson, the, and I love uh, Patrick Peterson. I, uh, you know, the, it'd be great. F- it's just upsetting. No? Listen, I've, just we've just me. sent a magazine to print today, which has an awesome front cover of Patrick Peterson and Tyron Matthew. I urge people to read the, the cover story in there about their relationship, which is awesome. And there are a lot of things to love about the Cardinals, but they don't have an offensive line, and they might still have a quarterback, but we don't know because he's playing behind that offensive line and that isn't going to change anytime soon it's a real shame with what's with the fact that they're going to be in town in two weeks time they lose against the Bucks, which we expect them to do if they then lose against the Rams which I think based on what we've seen so far you'd expect them to do they're going to be coming to London two and four two and five sorry two and five. Oh no two they're taking facing the Rams are they not two weeks what we yeah, have a week to another London game it's next weekend it's next weekend yeah next weekend yeah Coming to London two and four. That would be a real shame. But do you know what? I don't think they will. I'm going with the oh. The Cardinals. I'm going three and three. <laughs> They'll be three and three. It'll be a tight game. The the new Tampa Bay kicker, Pat Murphy, will miss a field goal to win the game. Oh. Uh, that's uh, that's how it's going to go down, guys. The curse oh, continues. I, while we're talking about kickers, buttkicker.com, the Kansas City Chiefs going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, very Steelers. nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like it. Harrison I, Butker. What the a only man. thing that would make that better is if they were playing the Broncos with Jake Butt. 
Oh, yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was a great graphic. Well done, Channel 13. Tight Jake, butt. Jake Butt, tight butt, not Jake Butt, tight end. Is Jake Butt due to come back for the Broncos, by the way? Has he started a game yet? I thought he was, like, out for the year. I don't know. No, I think he only practised for the first time this week. But I just thought, yeah. you know, I thought he'd bring it up. Jake Butt, tight butt. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it was relevant to bring it up. Oh, he's on the verge of practicing two days ago, so he's nowhere near ready to play yet. Fine. Yeah, I really like Jake, but as having watched him uh, over the last couple of seasons, he's a great player. Uh, Chiefs home to the Steelers. I mean, we've got to give this game some love because the Chiefs are five and zero, and I believe going to go six and zero. The Steelers are just—they were so bad against the Forty Niners, yeah. against the Forty Niners, against the Jags. <laughs> they really have become my team. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and <I'm> just, <laughs> giggling just at yourself, then. <laughs> we'll try not to do it too long for fear of working his uh, very I fiery just, South American wife. I, I do. What are you saying about my wife? Um, I just don't believe in Ben Roethlisberger anymore. His third downs this season have been absolutely dreadful. His and like his completion percentage over twenty yards is absolutely dreadful. I, I just. I, I, I'm I'm finally with you, Sherry, on the Big Ben's gone crap train. I've got a couple of questions. Okay, ask so I'm going to ask the questions. Lev Bell, he has he's had one good game, and the rest of he's been rubbish. I would say, and so what's going on there? And the you know, can we believe in Lev Bell again, especially after last weekend where we he didn't? Really he started really much. well last week, and then they kind of got away from him. Exactly. The game got, got yeah, I suppose the game got away with him. Okay, and then the second question is, how have the Pittsburgh Steelers got the highest ranking uh, pass defense uh, in fantasy? So I know that's I, I know that doesn't translate to real football. Just 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 look at the opponents, Ali. Okay, so played, it's, the, it's the opponents that they've played. They've they've played the worst passing attacks in the NFL. I think if we if we went through them week to week, I mean the Browns. In week one, Chicago was that week two. They played another uh, the Ravens last week. It, and against, then the, um, yeah. the Jaguars who the Jaguars just threw, run the ball. Yeah. threw for ninety five yards in that game. And the Vikings was the first yeah, case the Keenum Vikings game, was the first where Keenum game. Okay, he was yeah. bad, and then he was good the next week. So you've yeah, answered my question. You have, and f- my both of them. Thank you. I, I love the Chiefs front seven, so I don't think that Le'Veon Bell does have a great game today, unless Ben Roethlisberger does find some form. And I, uh, I, you know, I said all right, the, the Chiefs haven't turned the ball over since the first play of the season. Alex Smith has been brilliant, and even against that young, exciting, fast Steelers defense, who are still good, I um, I think Kansas City cakewalk this one, and it's going to be an so, easy win. Sometimes, even when you have lost it a bit, you have the odd performance that kind of recaptures moments of old. And you might see that from Roethlisberger this way. I don't think it would be a long-term thing, even if you do. But maybe that's the only hope we've got of this being a really good game. What about (laughs) Wally? Who are you taking? I'll take the Chiefs. Chargers, one and four. Raiders, two and three. Whoa. Did you think these teams through five weeks would have only won three games between them? Yeah, I told you the charges were going to be rubbish before the season. <laughs> you did not, young man. You did not do that. Um, we did kind of, we weren't too high on the Raiders, and they have been very, very up and down thus far. After um, an amazingly good 2-0 start, they looked great through two weeks. 
Yeah, but then, that, the, then that Washington game, they were abject. Yeah, dreadful. Can't run the ball. EJ Manuel isn't what you want. Uh, and yet the offense has looked better with him than it had done for the last six quarters than it did with Derek Carr. Uh, Cooper's looks like he's gone to Vegas early. Um, <laughs> the secondary <laughs> probably <laughs> followed him. So this is great, Ollie. You've, what a bounce back performance! Well, yeah. I am going to. That's Big take... Ben's listening. He'll be getting some inspiration from you, Matt. Thanks. I am going to take the charges. Do you know what? I'm taking yeah, the charges. I'm going to take the charges as well. I'm but, not getting off that train yet. I, I think Melvin Gordon's going to have a really good day. And I think Philip Rivers had a bit of a bounce back last week. And uh, that will continue. Is and Derek Carr going to come game. back? Say again? Is Derek Carr going to come back? Because yeah. in the preview that I'm looking at, it says he's expected to make a return. So what is the prognosis there? What's going to happen? Is he, is, he, is he back? And even if he, he is said, back... He, he said... I he said I wanted to play last week. I will play this week. That's what Derek Carr has claimed. He's promised he'll play this week. Whether or not they'll actually let him play, considering he'd had a spinal injury, we'll have to wait and see. Okay, so I think, I think the charges went either way. So Schefter says uh, that was three days ago. Raiders are anticipating that Derek Carr will be able to return. Uh, Greg Papa said on 95.7 no, the game Papa. that Derek Papi. Carr suffered three transverse process fractures, whatever that means. Um, well, come on, Mr. Spine Surgeon, tell us. Well, I, I don't know what that means. So does... What, <laughs> what does that mean? I don't, I don't know. I was hoping you'd Papa, be able to... Well, well, why I'll, would I'll tell you what, Papa said it's three. The Raiders uh, tweeted on the 2nd of October that it, he has a transverse process fracture. So, you know, who are we meant to believe? I, I would say the Papa. I'd be seriously concerned that the Raiders are doing what the Vikings did this past week, throwing the player in too early, and we'll see him have to be pulled before half-time because his performance is not up to scratch because he's not healthy. I can see things turning sour fairly quickly for the Raiders this season. Yeah, a I trans- think they might already have done. A transverse process is a bony protrusion from the back of the vertebrae bone in the spine. There is one on each side of every vertebrae in the cervical, thora- thoracic, and lumbar spine. So, Look, each... can you can you do this research on your own time, mate? Cause... Well, no, I'm just I've, so... just I've just got a desperate urge to go and play operation on them. Well, there we go. <laughs> so um, he's got three of those fractured. How can he play? Right, Giants Broncos. Because I think we're all, we've all taken the charges. This can, is terrible. I'll tell you what, though, just 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 for the sake of of, of um, previous comments on this, let's not talk about this game and just say that Denver are going to win, even though it's live on Talksport. Yeah, and we're going to hear from Adam Gotsis instead because we're going to give the, the the Broncos and that defense some respect. Yeah. Here's Adam Gotsis. I spoke with him earlier this week. He's so Australian, Matt Sherry, that he literally answered the phone. As the PR person handed the photo to me, he went, Good day, mate. That was great. It was great. So here's my chat with Adam Gotsis. Uh, really delighted to be joined on the show now by second-year defensive end at Georgia Tech for the Denver Broncos and proud Aussie at that. So much so that when I first greeted him on the phone to me today, he said, Good day. So good day, Adam Gotsis. How's it going? Good day, mate. Yeah, doing good, doing good. Just uh, wrapped up practice and... Uh... Yeah, came straight in and on the phone. Beautiful stuff. Look, going into this weekend, it's uh, off the bye week, and uh, 
You're part of the number one run defense in the country right now. 50, 51 yards per game. How much of a point of pride is that for you guys right now? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it's something we worked hard at all off season. You know, heading into this year, we knew it was a point of emphasis. And, uh, you know, right now we're playing some good football and just, you know, we're trying to keep this thing rolling coming off the bye week. And, you know, another challenge coming up this week. They're the next team in our, in our path to where we want to go. So, you know, we've got to go in and knock them off. I think people would have looked at the running backs you were going to face over those first four weeks. Melvin Gordon, Zeke Elliott, Shady McCoy and LaShawn McCoy and probably thought, that's a tough old run. But to keep those backs to less than you know, half a century game, not bad at all. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, it's, it's what we, we wanted to do and we went out and did it. And, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't end there. You know, they're the first four games of the year and we just got to keep this thing rolling. But, you know, it's the whole defence just playing good football right now. I mean... Everyone's hoping out at stopping the run, and you know when when it's time to get off the pass, so we've done a pretty good job of that too. So, you know, we're just playing good team football and good team defense. Is it almost a bit frustrating to have an, such an early bye when you've started off rolling so well? Um, you know, some people can say you know it can be frustrating, but you know, again, I feel great now coming off the bye, and you know, hopefully we can build some momentum for the next you know twelve games, and you know, get 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 rolling and. By the time you know we come to week ten, week week eleven, we're just feeling good and everything's just running smoothly. So, you know, it can be good, it can be bad. You don't really know at this point, but uh, you know, we just got to keep working and just come to work every day. I'm not sure there are any real shocks after only three weeks in the NFL, but I think people were surprised to see you go into Buffalo and and take that loss. So, how important was it to to then turn it around to get a big divisional win going into your bye against the Raiders? Yeah, definitely. You know, it's 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 never good to lose, and you know, it's tough to win on the road, and never not to take anything away from them. They're a great team, and you know, after they beat us, they went and beat Atlanta in Atlanta. So, you know, they're a good football team, Buffalo. But uh, you know, it's important to you know come back home and win at home, and especially division games. You know, they're huge. They they almost count double. So, uh, you know, you got to make sure you take home take care of home field, and you know that's what we've done a good job of so far. There's always a fascination over here with British players in the NFL. You know, you guys have got Menelik on your team, how yep. they get into the NFL, what their path's been. Uh, what about you coming from Australia? Because you pretty much went from playing in Australia straight into college football, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I was playing uh, American football back home and, you know, kind of looked to come over to college here and, yeah, got an offer and, yeah, pretty much haven't looked back. But, it's 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 a tough road, you know. I'm sure the guys over in in England and you know over there have 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 the same the same path, and it's it's tough to get over here. But when you do, you got your opportunity, and that's all you can ask for just just one opportunity, and you know you, you just take what you can. It feels like you've really grabbed that opportunity in year two. Joe Woods recently described you as as looking like the guy we drafted. What what do you kind of credit for your personal step up in year two? Uh, you know, I think it was, you know, coming off last year, I wasn't happy with how my year was. And, you know, I think a big thing for me was getting healthy. And, you know, I spent a lot of this offseason getting healthy, rehabbing back at Georgia Tech with, you know, my my uh, trainer back there, um, Mark uh, Smith, who's, who's back at Georgia Tech. And, you know, I think it, it was just rebuilding myself to the player that I was and getting my mentality and my confidence back to, to just play and know that my knee's going to be all right out there and everything and you know then it's coming in and having a good good off season you know when you can come in and actually participate in the off season and you know be out there with the defense it gives you a level of confidence and almost like you're part of that team where you know last year I kind of came in halfway through training camp and it was you know the team's already molded you know they already know who they're at like with and stuff and it's yeah I just feel a lot more comfortable this year and you know second year healthy can go out there and just play free 
how much of a role as, uh, role as uh, Bill Kolar played in that? Because, I mean, that guy's fascinating. He once wrestled a bear, for Christ's sake. Like, uh, Yeah. <laughs> what, what roles he had in your development? Yeah, I mean, you know, he, he's obviously, you know, my position coach and, and, and helped me develop into a, a, a great player. And, you know, it's it's not just the coaching, it's the other guys in the room. You know, Doma Tarpeco's come, in te- uh, come into the room, uh, Zach Kerr. A Ruben, you know, Shelby Harris, a bunch of guys that, you know, you can learn from every day. Um, and yeah, we basically all came in and we all had that same mindset that we, we want to be great. We want to be able to stop the run. We want to be able to get after the passer. And so far we've done a good job of that. So, you know, it's just coming to work every day and not, not, not being satisfied with what we've already done and keep working. So yeah, it's going to be a good, uh, good week coming up. I'm really glad you mentioned Demata Pecco because going back to week two, we got into a right Barney on the show because I basically said that you were going to blow the Cowboys out at home and everyone said your run defense wasn't going to be good enough against Zeke Elliott and I think that between you and, and Demata and, and Derek on that front, you've been so good so far this year. So what's been the impact of a, of a veteran like that coming in for you younger guys? I think this is experience and he just brings the culture that he brings um, – you know, he he really takes pride in in coming to work every day and doing doing what he has to do to be part of this team. And you know, he's a guy from day one. He comes in with a smile on his face, ready to work, ready to make this team better. And I think that's that's something he does great. Is he makes the guys around him play play better? You know, just because he's a, he's an eleven twelve year vet, and you know, he's coming to work. He's he's doing all the little things, making sure he's technically right with everything. And you know that's that's what a real you know leader does, and he leads by his example, and not just the words that he says. So, you know he he's a he's, he's a good guy to have off the field and on the field, and then on the field, I think it speaks for himself what he's done. I think every year he's been in the league, he's had fifty tackles or something. So, you know from the nose position, that's that's pretty good, and you know you can't ask for much more than that. But I think, you know this year he's just you know he's feeling feeling like he's got some youth around him, and yeah he's really enjoying it. I think so. It's it's good to have a guy like that on the defensive line. And then you add to that the guys you get coming off the edge. I mean, Vaughn obviously is someone everyone knows about. M- Super Bowl MVP, really good, humble guy as well. Uh-huh. And then uh, yeah. Shaq Barrett coming off the other side, who was just... I really thought Shane Ray was going to be a massive loss when he moved to IR, but Shaq's been incredible this year. It's always uh, you know, tough when one of the starters go down. You don't really know, but you know... Shaq, Shaq, since he's been in the league, has been great. You know, he's he's a knack for getting to the quarterback. Even last year, you know, had had chances of getting to the quarterback. And you know, I think in the Dallas game, or it might have been the San Fran game, he had nine or ten pressures. And you know, that's 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 what type of player Shaq is. You might not, you know, he's not 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 a huge name guy, but he's getting to the quarterback and doing what we need him to do. So, you know, I think Shaq's having a great year, and it's going to be great having Shane coming back as well. And you know, if anything, it's just going to help improve this defense. Now, I know with the way you guys play with the three-man front that it's not necessarily your role to get to the quarterback. It's more about setting the edge and stopping the run and, and picking up a couple of blocks. But you are yet to record that first NFL sack. If that comes, have you got, you know, Von Miller's got his amazing sack dances. Have you got something planned out, a celebration for when that first sack finally comes? No. Nah. <laughs> no, nah, I ain't got nothing planned yet, but... uh you know, I think just something natural. <laughs> See what happens. You've I, got guess, to, I guess we'll find out at the same time. Who knows? Well, fingers crossed it'll be this weekend because uh, going yeah. up against the Giants, <laughs> I think this was an offense that people were going into the ex- season excited about. But seeing three starting wide receivers go down last weekend and, and a, an offensive line that's had troubles, troubles over the last couple of years, suddenly people are looking at this game and saying it's not going to be too competitive for Sunday night football. 
But I guess you guys can never prepare like that. Yeah, I mean, you can't go in and take anyone lightly. I mean, we play in the best organization or the best, you know, league in, in the world. So, you know, any team can come in and do what they have to do on that day. So you need to come to work every day and, and be prepared for that, you know, because the next week's the most important. So, you know, for us, we're we're completely on New York. We're not thinking, you know, next week. We're not thinking five, two, three months from now. We're not thinking five months from now. We're thinking we've got to go in, take care of business at home, and then move on to the next week. So, you know, every week it's a championship week for us. That's the mentality that we have here. And, you know, that's the mentality we're going to keep throughout the season. And I think that's absolutely massive because I know you don't look beyond this game, but for you guys going to four and one this weekend when you've got to go on the road to L.A., Kansas, Philadelphia and then the Patriots at home over the next four games that's kind mm-hmm. of a uh, a season defining run so going into it with a win this weekend's got to be key yeah exactly I think um you know it's a big week coming up because it's the next week and again you know we're not looking at Oakland or KC or you know whoever it's it's New York and it's it's, it's staying on New York until you know Sunday night once the game's over well, hopefully we get to see you getting to Eli this weekend and we can see exactly what comes to you naturally in that big moment. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I appreciate that. I appreciate the, the message. <laughs> no worries. Well, uh, have a great game this weekend. Good luck to you, Adam. I appreciate that, mate. Thanks for having me on. Adam Gotsis, defensive end. What a nice bloke. Proper proud Aussie. Loved that. Not going to love this game this weekend. Broncos go to 4-1, Giants 0-6. Heading for that number one pick. Yeah, yeah. Even getting paid to watch it, it's not going to be any fun for you guys, is it? Uh, I mean, we'll be getting paid, like you say, so, you know, I'm going to pretend oh, like it's the greatest it's... game in the world come Sunday night. I mean, you'll have to do a whole lot better pretending than you have done the last couple of weeks, mate. <laughs> come <laughs> that fourth quarter. Um, but the great, thi- the great oh, thing so is... Why, why haven't we had a good Sunday night game yet? I know, it's out of order. Well, but, by like, the way, I replied, I replied to Greg Brady on Twitter last week. He didn't even come back to me. I want you to tell him about that on Sunday. Oh, what's your problem? Does he follow you? What's Greg Brady's problem? So we've got Broncos Giants this week. I mean, last week it should have been Texans Chiefs. All right, so we've got Patriots Falcons next weekend. Yeah. That's, no, that's, that's going to be that, the one. It's not Sunday Night Football, though, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, it is. But I thought it was the 9 o'clock game for some reason. Unless they've already flexed it without you know making a big hoo-da-ha about it. Uh, I could just be wrong. Anyway, let's uh, let's talk about Colts uh, Titans for not very long. Titans, um, ba- t- Titans bounce back. I don't know. It- Is Mariota going to play? Don't know. Don't think he is. Is he? I don't think the Colts will probably win if he doesn't. And then Could- the Colts are actually lining themselves up for a potential playoff run when Luck comes back. So yesterday, Marcus Mariota absolutely hopes to play against the Colts. Today, this was an hour ago, Marcus Mariota practiced today, but Titans head coach Mike Malarkey wants to see him do more before he declares him ready for Monday night's game against the Colts. That's what it hinges on, isn't it? But what, so if the Colts win that game, would they be 3-3? Three and three? Yeah. That's, honestly, that's, yeah, that game that you guys go to in Houston, that could be a really good one. Yeah, it, it, Colts go to three and three. They then face the Jags at the Bengals at the Texans. They could, in theory, be say four and four going to face the Texans with Andrew Luck back. Is that yeah. the game he's slated to come back in? He's slated to come back by well, the, the rumor was this weekend against the Titans. Originally, week six was their original plan, but that's been pushed back. So, yeah, we might get his return game. Ah, that's exciting. 
the the their bye week isn't until um another two weeks after that they've got quite a late bye so their bye isn't till week 10 um so i mean if they get to week 10 five and five and keep him off and then get him prepped during the bye week and then they go titans jags bills it's going to be the defining stretch isn't it could be very well could be maybe the colts are still going to win the afc south that'd be a shock pagano man how does he do it? Everything tells me he shouldn't do, but they win a <laughs> lot of games when luck is in play. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Right. This has all become very sloppy towards the end of this podcast because basically we're all very tired and we've still we're got just a having a conversation. Thursday night football in an hour no, and a half. I'm going to bed. Oh, come on, Sherry. Don't I've got to be up with a little fella at about six in the morning. Just stay up all the way through. Easy. No, it's not. That's <laughs> uh, so what Ollie's got to do. Ollie's got to work in yeah, twenty minutes. You'd do it if it was. Uh, what, what, if it what, was the why are you working in twenty minutes, Ollie? Uh, ah, it's, it's about an hour. I've got to go to work. Why? Well, I get paid to watch the game. It's a great point. The, the Thursday night game. Yeah, I mean, Easy. I'll be doing other stuff as well. But you know, I get paid to watch the Ooh. game. It's, what it's the way I, I, I rationalise it in my head. I've still got solicitors fees to pay for. All right, so you're just doing loads of overtime? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much more have you got to pay? A lot. This this is all great content, guys. I'm going to shut it down. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We can can carry on this conversation, but let's not do it on a podcast, which is now about an hour and 15 minutes long. Yeah. I mean, Um, at at what point do we just cut out everything that's (laughs) happened in the last (laughs) hour? Never, never. This is going to be the baggy podcast. It's going to be great. So... Checks out. Really head to yes, I've got, I'll cut that stuff out. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, head to oh, touchdown yeah, cut, trips. Cut check out, out that all their stuff. stuff. They're doing some really cool, uh, just like little one-day weekend trips where you go and like catch Sunday night football game, and it costs you, you know, the cost of your flights, four days in a hotel, a game for like seven hundred quid. I mean, the I know there's a, lot, insane, actually. there's a lot of people who go, oh, you, how dare you say 700 quid? That's not a lot of money. I know it is a lot of money, but when you consider that there are people who will spend that to come to London for the weekend for a London game between their train travel, their hotel, everything else, yeah. to do it, to fly out to the States and watch a game out there, go tailgating, do the whole lot. It's pretty cool. So touchdowntrips.com. And if you haven't yeah, done on. it, it's, it's the best way of watching a game is actually in the States. 100%. Of course it is. Right. Otherwise, Ollie, Sherry, any final thoughts? Let's be a lot more lively next week. I'm pretty this lively. This is great. I've really enjoyed this show. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, tell us if you've enjoyed it. For, for the number of downloads we get, we don't get a lot of social media interaction. So at Gridiron and just tell us you love us still. Because otherwise, you know, what's the point? Jeez, mate. Maybe you should cut that out. <laughs> wow <laughs> we can't inflate our egos what's the point <laughs> oh whoa <laughs> we're not doing this for love tell about your egos Jeepers. <laughs> <laughs> on that point thank you very much for listening this has been the Gridiron Show <laughs> <laughs> what's the point wow <laughs>